The last couple weeks, Pastor Brad has been talking about hope and confidence. And um, last, I don't know, I think the last couple weeks, yeah, because it's been a couple weeks since our dear sister Vicki went home to be with the Lord. And I, I've had someone come up to me each weekend and say, how you doing, Carrie? And I'm like, oh, I'm good. And they're like, oh, Carrie, you're always good. And it was the same response both times. And I was sitting there struggling. I thought, wow, maybe I, okay, maybe I'm not good. Like, right? Like, because, I mean, I was devastated. I was on my floor bawling my eyes out, crying to the God with many of you, you know? And the Holy Spirit was just, he's like, Carrie, but are you really, are you good? I'm like, well, I don't know. You know, I'm frustrated about this. I'm upset about that. I'm, you know, I'm hurt about this. And he's like, but are you good? And I, it's just like this conversation I was having sitting in my seat right there near where Brenda's sitting. And I just thought, well, yeah, I am good. And then two weeks in a row, Pastor Brad brings up the scripture. And it just started resonating in me. Like, no matter what's going on around me and what's coming at me, like, I am good because I know who Jesus is, right? And I know his promises, and I know that he'll never leave me. He'll never forsake me, that he's a faithful God. And, you know, and, and when we're mourning, he comforts us, right? And I think of the scriptures that joy comes in the morning too, right? And, then, and so I just was sitting there because I was like, well, maybe I'm lying. Maybe am I faking it? Like I'm having this whole, you know, dialogue in my head. And, and the Holy Spirit's like, no, you are good. And I was just like, okay, okay, we're good. Yes, I'm good. You know, I mean, at the same point, you know, there's times where you share with, you know, certain people in your life, the rawness that's going on. But at that same moment, to look back and to focus your focus back on Jesus, you know, because we do go through rough times. I mean, if any of you are alive, which hopefully you all are in this building or we're going to raise you from the dead, um, you know, you've gone through some rough things. You might be going through some rough things right now, but it doesn't change who God is, right? He's not moved by it. (laughs) We just are. Um, So the scripture that Pastor Brad uh, kept ministering on, but bringing up in his sermon was Romans 15, 13. I pray that God, the source of hope, will fill you completely with joy and peace because you trust in him. Then you will overflow with confident hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. So he touched on that hope. He touched on confidence. And what kept, I mean, it was like a flashing light to me was, will fill you completely with joy and peace because you trust in him. So when he asked, he was going away and he asked me like, you know, what are you going to share on? I don't know. Um, I I really didn't know. And I just said, well, this is what kept coming up in my heart, you know? And he's like, sounds great. And, um, And I just thought, but you know, we've already like broken down this scripture a lot. And for all you youth that do soap, welcome to soap. This is Carrie's soap. Um, You know, we talked about God, the source of hope, but highlighting now will fill you completely with joy and peace because you trust in him. How many of you want to be filled completely, completely with joy and peace? Amen? We could all use joy and some peace. And here Paul is praying this because joy and peace are desirable, right? I mean, we all raise our hands, we desire it, but we don't want that emotional, temporary joy, 
right? Or the fake peace that the world offers us because it doesn't last. It's not eternal. Maybe you're one right now, your joy feels a little depleted. You're running on empty or your peace feels a little broken. And God is saying today, I want to fill you completely in joy and peace as you trust in him because you trust in him. And I think sometimes we go, yes, he's going to fill me completely. And then we forget the last part of that sentence, because you trust in him. We cannot settle for anything less than what God has, and it's his very best, right? He doesn't want to just give us a drop in the bucket, a little morsel of meat. He wants us to have it all. And he's telling, right here we're seeing, like, how can I have that complete filling? I want to be full to overflowing and not with gunk. And we all know what that is, right? When the pressure gets on, what comes out? If it isn't Jesus coming out, then you know that you got the wrong stuff filling you up. We want to be filled up with the good things of God, with his truth, with his word, so that when the pressure comes on, that's what comes out. And it says in here, so we're going to actually start backwards and then move around, but the trusting in him, that's what we're going to first focus on. Like, we have to trust in him to be filled completely with joy and peace. So how do we trust in him? Well, that's easier said than done, Carrie. You don't understand. Let me just tell you, I do. I totally understand. And so does everyone in here. But Donna hit the nail on the head this morning when she said, we have a secret weapon right? Praise, prayer, the word, that we need to seek him and we need to build that relationship with him and get to know him. Yeah, but I've been a Christian 40 years. I've been a Christian a couple days, whatever. We all have excuses, right? Like I know him. You can never out know God. There is always a new facet to God that you see. You open up the word and a scripture you've read 5 million times, all of a sudden comes alive in your heart. I don't know how many times I've read this scripture, and I'm like, never really saw that, to be honest. Right? That's what's up. Amen. You know, that we will, the Jeremiah 29, 11 says, seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. Are we seeking him? Because we will find him if we're seeking him, without question. So if you're not finding him, are we seeking him with all of our heart? Or are we just waiting for retreats and camps and a good women's Bible study or whatever? Or is it every day? And that's what we're noticing, this revival in the hearts of our youth that is breaking out. It's every day. I mean, these kids are going to like worship nights seven nights a week. I'm like, can I be young? I want to go. You know, and I'm watching what God is doing and it's because they're seeking him. And when they're seeking him, they find him. And that goes for anybody, any stage, any age. It doesn't matter, right? That if we cry out to him and then we learn to trust him, the more we get to know him. When someone gives you their word and says, okay, Ruth, I will be there at 9 a.m. And I'm showing up at 8.55 or 9 a.m. And I've done that three, four times. Are you going to trust me when I say, Ruth, I will be there at 9 a.m.? Yes, right? Because you start realizing, oh, this is a person of their word. I'm telling you what, God is a man. God is a God of his word. 
He is faithful to his word. But are we, I, even when it comes to giving, he says, try me now in this. Have we even tried him? <laughs> try me now in this, he says. And I will not, watch me. I will open up the windows of heaven and pour out such a blessing you can't contain it. Amen. Or are we just going, okay, maybe, maybe God. Do we trust him? And the only way to build our trust in him is to get to know who he is. Whose report are you gonna believe? We shall believe the report of the Lord. <laughs> That's a song, right? <laughs> Just kind of <laughs> came to me. Whose report will you believe? He is who he says he is. So are we going to find out who he is? Well, I already know who he is. He's God. He's Jesus. He's my Savior. I'm telling you what, you can't even, if you just focus on the word Savior, you can spend the next decade studying out what that actually means. And that's not only who he is, right? He is the great I am. He's the God most high, our provider, our healer, our peace, our righteousness. Finding out who he is, because that is where you're going to learn to trust him. That's where your faith is going to be built. We have to know who he is, you guys. Not just who your mom says he is, or who Pastor Brad says he is, or the televangelist says he is, but who is he to you? Who is he to you? It's in his word. I'm telling you, it's in his word. We have to know that he can do what he says he can do. Amen. Yeah, but Susie prayed, and she didn't see an answer to her prayer, and my great-grandma, and blah, 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 blah. You get into the word, and you find out, God, what is it that you said you can do? And you take him, don't live on other people, right? You go before the God and you talk to him and you ask him. Because I tell you what, he is working all things together for our good. Amen. Who is he and what he says he can do? He can save, he can redeem, he can heal, he can restore. He can guide us and lead us and comfort us, provide for us and teach us. You need a teacher, we have the greatest teacher living on the inside of us. Even in school. Michaela told me the other day, she prayed out before a test and her results were very well because the Holy Spirit helped her. Even in those things, the test of life, the test in class, it doesn't matter, right? Because he is our teacher. And if we are faithful to put that time in to spend with him and to study our schoolwork, whatever it is, he will bring that to our remembrance. Amen? He will never leave you or forsake you. He works all things together for our good, for those who love him. Romans 8, 28. Do you guys love him? I love him. I am madly and passionately in love with Jesus. And I am not ashamed. We sing a song about that, not being ashamed. I am not ashamed to speak it out, right? We should not be ashamed to proclaim the goodness of God, to bring hope to other people. We have to know who he is and what he can do. And in Proverbs 3, 5 through 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he shall direct your paths. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. Such a key right there. Because we, our understanding cannot fully grasp God. 
and we will limit him and we will diminish his power when we try to figure it all out in our own minds. There is this faith where we just trust him and say, okay, you're more than able, like healing, like, hello, you know, yes, we should go to the doctor and they give you medicine, da, 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 right? And that's, I'm not saying that's bad, They're, you know, that's good. But God can also supernaturally heal. Can our minds understand that? No, our minds really can't understand it, but we know it's the power of God. And we know that we've seen it here, I know. Um, we have seen miraculous healings. Uh, you know, kind of funny story. I took my daughter to go get contact and eyeglass appointment because her prescription expired and her contacts were ripped and she plays volleyball. So I was like, we need to get in there. I'm stressing out. My doctor won't take my insurance anymore. We had to find another doctor. And we go in and the doctor's like, yeah, she really doesn't need contacts or glasses. And I'm like, oh, we found the wrong doctor. This guy's crazy. Like, you know, I mean, not once did I think, well, God could heal you. Like, we didn't even pray for it. Like, it's eyes, like whatever, you know? And I, I seriously, I'm sitting there going, okay, we need to find another doctor. This guy has lost his living mind. And I'm like, well, yeah, but like, can you send your prescription home with me? Because, you know, I just, I kind of want to compare it to her last one a couple of years ago. And, and Kira's just laughing at me because I'm, I am trying to figure it out in my mind. I'm going, there's got to be some reason. Like, are you sure the test, because we did this new thing where they image instead of dilate? I don't know. I don't understand it all. But I was like, okay. So we get in the car, and I looked at Kira, and I was like, you know, so like, I think Jesus healed you. <laughs> I mean, it was just, and she's like, maybe. Wow. And, you know, I'm like, the fact that he says you don't need him, he's like, basically like readers, your eyes might get tired at night, or, but hers is for like TV or something at night. He's like, that's pretty much all you would need. And I just, I was laughing, like the whole way home. I think it took me like two days to settle in my brain to realize like, wow, I think Jesus healed you, you know? And I'm like, we should probably thank him for that. <laughs> You know, and it just, that just shows, like, we can't figure it out, but he's such a good God, you know? And so here she is playing volleyball and doing her thing, and Josh went for his follow-up, and I was like, okay, if he comes home and he says he doesn't need glasses or contacts, then we know this doctor's lost his mind. Like, <laughs> I mean, that goes to show, like, I, this is, I just was not expecting it, right? But that's how our God works. And then I got, you know, it kind of got challenged, like, why didn't I ever pray for that? I don't know. They just said she couldn't see and needed glasses. Like, it never even occurred to me, like, oh, I could actually go to Jesus about that, you know? And sometimes I think we get so complacent and so comfortable with the way things are that we forget to include God in the equation of what is going on in our lives. Amen? I mean, I, when I was first Christian, you know, I was like, believing for enough gas to get to a location. Well, now it's like, I just put the card in and I get gas, you know? Like, you don't think about it as much, but I remember traveling, like, to preach, and we're like, okay, Jesus, we have this many miles, the car says this many miles, like, can we get there, you know? <laughs> and, and so, but yet, when you, the life circumstances change, you forget, like, God's still involved in all of that, you know? Like, thank you, Jesus, that you give me this job, that I have money to get gas in my car. I mean, you know, and I, I don't know, it just really blew me away to realize, like, not our own understanding, you know, of just really our heart, trust in the Lord with all of our heart and lean not on our own understanding. We find many times we're questioning God or we're doubting, we're fretting. I don't know, sometimes you turn on social media and people are just super positive. Um, <laughs> you hear about <laughs> everything negative going on, right? And it's just constantly in your face. And then all of a sudden you catch yourself and you start talking like that. 
or you're hanging around somebody and all they do is focus on their problems and you're going, oh my gosh, I'm so depressed now, right? Well, first off, if that's somebody, they're coming to you. So lead them to Jesus, right? But if that's you going, God, help me to change my perspective and see things from where you are. Because all of a sudden, my problem doesn't look so big anymore. All of a sudden, my pain and my hurt, I see it from your perspective going, that is nothing for you. That is like, boop, done, right? And let me have that view from where you're at. I'm not saying deny facts. Don't be one of those like, no, I'm not sick. And then you're like puking at the same time, right? Don't deny what's going on, the fact of what's going on. Okay, I'm, I'm sad. Don't deny that. But now proclaim the truth. What's the truth? God said that he has bore my sickness and disease on the cross. And I'm going to confess that. I'm going to proclaim the truth. I'm going to speak the truth. Right? Because truth triumphs fact. Like it or not. We have a lot of facts. I don't know if they're all even true. Floating around in the world. Right? What's the truth that combats that? Meditate and speak on the truth. Because this is where our trust in God grows and is built worship. You're focusing, you're focusing on him and not on the problem. It gets our minds onto Jesus and off of our situations. Just a few, I don't know, last week, this week, it all runs together. I was having a day and I was like, I cannot get a grip right now. And I got in my car and went for a two-hour drive Because there's something about nature for me. Like, I feel like God, I'm, I don't know, maybe I just am more clear to hear from Jesus. And I just went for a drive in the mountains and I was bawling and crying and screaming and worshiping. And, but it was like getting away with the Lord to get perspective and go, okay, what's the truth here? What is really the truth? Because all this isn't truth. This is just stuff going on in the world, right? And just spending that time with him invigorated me. Life, right? He breathes life into situations. And it helped my perspective to change and to see the situation from his viewpoint and know that no matter what, he's got us, right? He's for us. He's not against us. So we need to trust in him and we need to build that trust. If you're feeling like, I just really don't trust you, start there because he knows it already. Don't pretend and fake it. You know, we're not, we're not faking it, people. We're gonna be real and genuine with Jesus, amen? He wants, so it says in that scripture that to trust him, right? To be filled completely with joy and peace as you trust in him. So he wants to fill you. And that's what happened in my ride. I got filled, I got, ride, I got a ride fill. Um, <laughs> something, you know, that you can get away if it's opening up your scripture, if it's taking a few minutes in your car before your crazy day begins, if it's getting up early and laying on the floor before the Lord, you've got to get before God. Jesus himself drew away, right, and cried out to his Father. We have to get away and get filled up. He wants to fill us up. Who, the God of hope, wants to fill you up? Not television, not movies, not your friends. You know, at the women's retreat, I talked about, like, who's your first phone call? You know, who's your first phone call when something bad happens, something good happens? Who's your first phone call? Because I will guarantee a lot of us don't say Jesus. And it should be. 
He should be our first phone call because he wants to fill us up. He doesn't want you to get filled up on, oh yeah, oh gosh, Ruth, I totally get it. I know, world sucks, life's over, just give up. I mean, because sometimes that's the advice you get from people and it's like, well, now I have no hope, you know? And Jesus is going, oh girl, we got this. You're more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus. Amen? You're the head and not the tail. You're above and not beneath. You start confessing the truth of God's word. The God of hope is here to fill you up. And so this is how my brain works. Again, soap, Bible study, soap, scripture, observation, application, prayer. So what does fill you up mean? Because I'm thinking maybe it doesn't really mean fill you up, right? So I looked it up because that's how I roll. But play raw, oh, <laughs> is the word. And it means to fill, to make full, to complete, to fill to the top, liberally supply, to abound, and to level up. He wants to fill you up. And that's going all the way back to the original word. that, Right? To fill you up. Are you abundantly supplied? Are you leveled up and complete in Christ? Or what is filling you up? Because if we're not full of him, we're full of something. Right? <laughs> So what are we full of? Um, Paul doesn't pray that you will have a little bit of joy and a little bit of peace trickling into your life. He wants you to be filled to overflowing because he knows that that is how God works and experience that himself. God doesn't do anything halfway. Over in Acts 2, verse 2, this is the same word, plerao, it says, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. They were in the upper room tearing as Jesus had told them to do. And it says they were all filled. They were so full that they, people thought they were drunk. So, I mean, they were bubbling over. It wasn't just a drop in their bucket. They were full to overflowing. That's the same kind of filling of joy and peace that Paul is talking about in that scripture in Romans. And over in Acts 13, 52, it says, And the disciples were filled with joy and with the Holy Spirit. Filled. Same word for filled. Filled with joy and the Holy Spirit. What are you full of? We might need to do some house cleaning. Getting rid of some stuff that maybe we're full of that it doesn't line up with God's word. You know, my husband, if you guys know him, he loves all-you-can-eat buffets. Loves it. I hate them. But he loves it. I mean, he thinks that is like a gift from heaven. <laughs> and so we had some friends that wanted to go out, all-you-can-eat trappers. Go sushi. And, and I, Brian at first was like, yeah, I don't know. I'm not that hungry. Because, like, if you're going to spend money for all-you-can-eat, he wants to get more than his money's worth. It's all about your bang for your buck, you know? And I'm like, yeah, but babe, we're hanging with friends, and I love sushi, and you know. And so <laughs> we go, we have sushi. He only ate one and a half rolls, and he was like so sad about it when he got home because he's like, I was so full. I was, he had already eaten a huge lunch, and he was so full that by the time we went to dinner, he couldn't put any more in there, right? And he was really bumming about it. And I think sometimes we are so full of other stuff that when we go to sit down at the buffet of God, we got to start cleaning out some of that stuff so that we can get full of him. You want more bang for your buck. <laughs> that we would be full of God to overflowing. 
And then I was like, I was curious because, you know, there's a lot of scriptures that have the word fill or filled or filling. And the Hebrew and Greek words for all of them still mean to fill. Doesn't matter which word it was. It means to fill. So there's no question that when he's praying that you would be filled completely with joy and peace, that it would be a filling, that that joy and peace would be there no matter what. So we need to make room for him. And when we surrender to the Lord, when we repent, when we ask for forgiveness, we start cleaning out that stuff and we make room for God, right? We surrender to him. We give the Holy Spirit freedom to work in our lives. I don't know about you, but I want the Holy Spirit to have freedom to work in me. And sometimes it might be uncomfortable and sometimes it might be amazing. But to give him that freedom to work in us. And then he produces fruit in us. Well, what's the fruit of the Spirit, you guys? Love, joy, peace, goodness, kindness, long-suffering, right? Like, and in there, what do we say? Joy and peace. He wants to produce and fill us to completely with joy and peace, just in Romans 15, 13, back to our main scripture, right? That he would fill us completely with joy and peace as we trust in him. That's a fruit of the Spirit, amen? Joy and peace for every believer. Doesn't matter who you are, doesn't matter how long you've known God or don't know God, he wants you to be filled with joy and peace. And it's not that joy of <laughs> giggly, laughy, right? Like there are times for that. But this joy and peace that he's talking about is not that. And God is no respecter of persons. He wants every believer to have this. Holy Spirit induced joy and peace for every circumstance. Every believer in every circumstance. Joy and peace, no matter what storm is happening, no matter what television is saying, joy and peace when things are going great, joy and peace when you feel like you're hitting rock bottom. That was when they asked me, how are you doing? I could simply say, I'm good, because it, I realized it was that joy and that peace that's constant on the inside, that it's not shaken by what is going on. Look at Moses with the rebellion of the children of Israel in the desert and complaining and grumbling, and they got stuck there for 40 years. David's heartache over his sons. Jeremiah's disappointment. After preaching for 40 years, they still refused to believe in God. Paul, I bet he was disappointed, right? Many times when the, he heard about the Galilean church believing in heresy. I think Jesus had some times of disappointment, right? I mean, I don't know if you were being beaten and hung on a cross. I feel, you know, but what did he have? He had that sustaining joy and peace in the middle of it. In the middle of what was going on, he had that calm, that constant. Joy and peace is often most noticeable by other people when you are going through difficult situations because other people would be depressed, anxious, and fearful. And as spirit-filled believers, that we could be full of that joy and peace. And I was thinking, we went through this season of life, I, it felt like two years, it was probably more like four or so, 
but I lost all four of my grandparents. Brian's dad passed away, and I just kind of felt like the wind kept getting knocked out of my sails, you know? And I remember a friend from high school, I mean, that was a long time ago for me, you know, messaged me on Facebook, and they said, can I just ask you, like, with all these people that I see keep passing away in your life, like, why do you always sound so positive? And again, you do this little journey like I did in my seat, going, well, like, why am I, you know? Because that's not what's overtaking me. Jesus has overtaken me. Amen? And that's the thing that each of us can experience of knowing that no matter what is going on, Isaiah says, the oil of joy for mourning. Nehemiah tells us the joy of the Lord is our strength. Psalms tells us in his presence is fullness of joy. The peace of God which surpasses all understanding would guard our hearts and minds. He has peace that surpasses our understanding. Even Jesus arose and he, what did he say to the storm, the winds and the waves? Peace be still. Joy and peace is for everyone in every circumstance, and it is real, and it is sustaining, and it's for you. It's not the Pollyanna positive outlook on life and that we ignore sorrow and grief. That's not the kind of joy that we're talking about. And peace is not something where you just shrug off situations and concern and difficult problems and kind of go, oh, who cares? That's not peace. That's just ignoring things, right? John 15, 11 says, these things I have spoken to you that my joy may remain in you and that your joy may be full, that his joy may remain in us and our joy may be full. Jesus is the one speaking that. John 15, 16 says, You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go bear your fruit. You should go bear fruit and that your fruit should remain. Well, we just saw that joy and peace are a fruit, right? Fruit of the Spirit, so that you would bear that and it would remain. It will make a difference. People will see it in us. But why aren't they seeing it? Well, are we filled? I'm not filled, okay, but am I trusting him? What do I need to do to get back to that trusting the God of hope that says he will do this in my life? Paul was filled with peace, and yet he mentions over and over again the daily pressure and the concern that he has for the churches. Peace comes from taking all of our cares to God. He already knows that you have them. Yeah, but I don't have a few minutes to just talk to the Lord. You do. I always tell people in the shower, on the toilet, it doesn't matter. You have a few minutes. And the reality is we waste a lot of minutes throughout the day. And I'm just as guilty. I'll be like, oh, wow, we just watched how many movies? <laughs> Woo, okay. <laughs> you know, that we can, we have time. It's are we spending it? Are we taking that moment with him to say, okay, God, I need your peace in this situation. Or are we just shoving everything else in, trying to get that peace and that joy in this situation? Instead of going, get rid of all that and the distractions. And Jesus, I want you. In Philippians 4, 6 through 7, it says, Be anxious for nothing, 
But in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And then the peace of God, which surpasses all comprehension, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. The peace of God, which surpasses our understanding. We already talked about that, right? Like, not our ways, his ways. He will keep you in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on him because he, we trust in him. That's in Isaiah. And then in John, it says, peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Right now, for what's going on in our world, peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you, not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. I don't know about you, but fear has tried to creep in. The troubling heart has tried to creep in. We don't have to react the way that those without hope react because we have a God of hope. We can be confident in that. Just those same things that Pastor Brad has been preaching to us about in the middle of whatever is going on. We know Jesus, the name above all names. Yeah, but you just don't get it. Like, I'm just, I'm tired and, you know, I struggle. And yes, we all do. In our human nature, in our flesh, in this fallen world, we all do. I do. We have struggles. We have temptations. We have people speaking negative things over us. We have our own minds speaking plenty to us. We have the enemy bombarding us, right? Like you have it coming from every, it's like a tornado. In Jesus' name, no. Start there. I am not going to give in and I'm not going to ride this little whirlwind of a hurricane or tornado and be taken out. And I'm not going to let my family be taken out. Because guess what? God said he is for me and not against me. That he will make a way where there seems to be no way. He'll be my rear guard. He'll be my front guard, my side guard. God is all around me. I'm telling you what, that will start stirring up your faith, your trust in him. And you will start feeling filled because you're going, oh, truth triumphs fact. The truth of God's word, the truth of who Jesus is, triumphs whatever it is that's coming at you. And I'm not saying, I'm not belittling the situations. You guys, there are hard things. Hard things some of you are in the middle of right now. Hard things some of you have come through. But Jesus wants to be in that with you. And he wants to take you through it, over it, around it. However, he's going to get you to the other side. Amen? Because that's what he's promised. And it might not be an easy journey, but to know that he is one with me, that he's holding me, he's carrying me, he will give me strength. He will never, never let us down. Ever. He is faithful. I'm telling you what, I shared with the girls the other night, but when I got saved, someone said, you know, Carrie, you're just on fire because you just met Jesus. (laughs) And I was like, oh, okay. And then it just hit me. I was like, God, if I don't fall more in love with you and this doesn't become more real every day, then I don't want it. I've already had the sex, the men, the lies. I've had it all. But like, if this is real, I want it to be real every day in my life. I don't want no drop in the bucket, no little morsel of meat. I want it all and I want all of you and whatever that takes, I want to be sold out. And I remember running into this person like, I don't know, probably 10 years later or something. And they're like, 
wow, you're still pretty fired up. (laughs) And I just thought, yeah, because I want Jesus. But if your tank is empty, you got to fill it, you guys. We can't fill it for you. Yes, church and Bible studies and all of that are avenues, but you got more coming at you than that can, that can fill your tank. Right? Your cell phone battery drains, your car empties. What do you do? You fill it up. You got to plug into the source and you got to allow God to fill you up. You're worshiping up here. Yeah, but I just, I just ain't feeling it. We don't get moved by feelings right? By faith, we say, God, you are worthy. You are worthy. Yeah, but uh, look at what's going on in your life. Your husband hates you. God, you are worthy. You are worthy. You you know what, Jesus, I'm going to focus on you and not the lies that are going on around me. And then you're going to have this fight in you to fight for your marriage and believe for your spouse. You're going to start fighting for other people's marriages and believing for them because all of a sudden you're seeing it from God's perspective, that there is always hope, always hope but you're not going to be filled up if you don't plug in to the source. Biblical joy is a deep-rooted inner delight in God and his promises that gives us comfort and contentment in every situation. Deep-rooted inner delight in God's promises and what he says to be true. That's what's going to bring you comfort and contentment in every situation. You're not going to be rocked to and fro by the waves of the sea. Biblical peace is a deep-rooted inner contentment and freedom from crippling thoughts, anxiety, and fear that brings us to a place of quiet and calm in every situation. Do you need some quiet and calm in your life? Anxiety and fear is a very real thing. But we have put so much focus on the anxiety and fear and not on the deliverer from anxiety and fear. God gives avenues and tools and wisdom, and yes, there's medications, but don't eliminate God, even if you're one that's on medication. God still wants to be in the middle of it. And he doesn't want you to be on that stuff for the rest of your life till you die. So invite God in. Because I know anxiety can be crippling to the point that you feel like you can't leave your bedroom. And God says, invite me into that bedroom. Let's start right here. And start confessing his word and speaking it out. Yeah, but after five minutes, I didn't feel nothing. I don't care. I'm not telling you to go by feelings. You continue to speak it. You continue to turn on that worship music and praise him, his name that is above all names. Get his perspective on it. Then he might tell you to take a few feet and walk into the bathroom. Yeah, but you know, I thought I'd be running laps around the neighborhood by now. Start where you're at because God wants to get you there. But you got to quit shutting the door on his face. And just laying there and wallowing in whatever is going on. I could have wallowed this week when I took my two-hour drive. And my lovely daughter kept trying to call me. I'm like, I'm trying to spend time with Jesus. (laughs) Okay, maybe I need more time because obviously I'm not acting the right way. (laughs) Mama needs some time alone. You know, whatever it is, but getting with the Lord. I love to get with my friends. I love to have prayer meetings and Bible studies, 
But there's nothing greater than getting with the Lord. Amen? And then you'll be that friend of people that says, oh, honey, I'm so sorry you're dealing with that. Come on, let's pray. And directing them back to Jesus. Right? Because if we can't direct ourselves, how are we going to help somebody else to get their focus onto Jesus? So let's start working on our own and then let's see what God does. He's going to use you to bring life and hope into other people. And I'm believing that all of you will have those kind of friendships in your life that when you do call them, they'll say, okay, first off, am I your first phone call? Or did you call Jesus first? And then, okay, let's call Jesus together. We'll, we'll get him on the group chat line right now, right? And let's bring Jesus into this situation. Donna, if you want to go ahead and come on up. The joy of discovering God's word, to be filled completely to overflowing in joy and peace as we trust in him. The joy of knowing his word. The peace of knowing that he's watching over you at all times. The joy of knowing him personally. Knowing God the Father, that we can cry out, Abba, Daddy. The peace of knowing that he is always with you. Always beside you. The joy of being loved by God Almighty. That he chose you. He sent his son for you. The peace of knowing that you're secure in Christ. Secure in Christ. The joy of realizing that all your sins have been cast into the depths of the sea and God remembers them no more. The peace of realizing that you have victory over the enemy and his tactics. The joy of walking through life with Jesus Christ as your friend. The peace of experiencing his goodness, his love, his mercy, his hope, his grace. The joy of having God's word. If you do not have a Bible, let us know. We will get you a Bible. Some of us have like 25 of them and they are all collecting dust. Open them up. God, what does your word say? The peace of knowing that he can be trusted to keep his word. If you're looking for joy, if you're looking for peace, God wants to fill you completely with that joy and peace as you trust in him. And if you're feeling like, I'm not completely full, I'm lacking God in my trust, that you would just cry out to him and ask him to help you right where you are. Because he's not going to leave and go, oh yeah, girlfriend, I know, sorry. Psh. That's not who God is, right? He says, okay, we've acknowledged that. Now what do we do from here? Do we sit in it and continue to just talk about, yeah, I just don't feel full. I don't know. I don't have any experience, joy and peace in my life. No, now we say, okay, Jesus, now I'm going to cry out to you. And I'm going to ask that I would be filled completely with you, Lord filled completely with joy and peace that I can walk through any situation, any circumstance and I cannot be shaken or moved because I can be confident in you and who I belong to. That you belong to him. And if you haven't given your heart to the Lord, today's your day. Amen. If you haven't said, Jesus, I believe that you're the son of God. You died for me and you rose again on the third day. And I want you in my life. You can do that today. Because he sees you right where you are. And he's saying, you're mine. I want to fill you completely. Completely. I'm going to ask that you guys all stand up. 
kneel down. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I wouldn't even ask that if we had carpeted floors. I'm just letting you know. <laughs> if you feel like, first off, you want to accept Jesus into your life. Second off, if you're lacking in peace and joy and you need some of that in your life, I'm just asking that you would come forward. We'll have prayer people up here um, to pray with you. But if you're just, you're just saying, you know what? I'm struggling with trusting. I'm not full. I'm full of a whole bunch of other junk. We want to just agree with you that it's time to be filled to completely with God. Amen. And so they're just going to worship. And if you do not, I, I would ask not to leave. Worship with the team up here as we close today. Amen. All right.